1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car
1: buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, my darlings. Kimberly Snyder is a three-time New York Times bestselling author. She is a spiritual and meditation teacher. She's a nutritionist and a wellness expert. She's also written six books, including Radical Beauty, which she co-authored with Deepak Chopra, and she just released her sixth book, You Are More Than You Think You Are, Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life. Kimberly is also the founder of Saluna, a holistic lifestyle brand, and the host of the top-rated Feel Good podcast. She's worked with dozens of top celebrities, have been featured by numerous national media outlets, including Good Morning America, the Today Show, New York Times, National Journal. I've been a huge fan for many years, especially since I adapted her infamous glowing green smoothie into my life when I was single and trying to be Extra hot, <laughs> literally, because it works. It makes you glow so intensely from the inside. And it's delicious. This was basically a personal session. So I could ask her all the questions. To learn more about Kimberly and Saluna, please visit at Kimberly Snyder on Instagram and mysaluna.com. Enjoy. Um, I am just I've like, this is this is gonna be my personal <laughs> this is a personal session. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm just so excited to speak to you. Um thank you for coming on Kimberly.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
0: I want to know before i get into like <laughs> logistical questions of you telling me every single thing i should be eating throughout the day um, and telling me how to meditate cuz it's something i can't do. Where did you grow up? Like what was your journey into becoming a nutritionist and all of these and an author and i mean you're a very successful woman and it's really awe inspiring.
1: Oh, thank you so much Pia. So, i grew up in Connecticut and that was that is part of the story actually. I was Fair. in um, a little in a little town near Danbury, Connecticut.
0: Cool. I love Connecticut.
1: Well, i you know, it's really pretty, but it was <laughs> um, it was challenging. I was the only person there that wasn't fully Caucasian. I wasn't fully white. And so I always felt like I was the exotic one and people would want to know where I was from and I would be called out by teachers when we were studying... Native American culture, different cultures. And so I never really felt, um, I don't know, I just never really felt comfortable with myself. And so I think that's part of the reason I started to fixate a lot on the outside. And then I started to get into dieting and I had eating disorders in high school and I just never felt really comfortable in my body. And so then I went to college in a big city. I went to college in Georgetown in DC and I went in with the idea of being a doctor. I was always interested in biology and I had a partial science and math scholarship.
0: But then I- Oh, wow. So you've always been academically
1: <laughs> Yes, I was like a nerd. I was achievement focused. And where?
0: Are, what is your background?
1: So you mean ethnically? Like, what, yeah, where are your parents from? So my mom is from the Philippines. Okay. And actually came over in her early 20s. Oh, wow. And my dad is Irish, Scottish- some um, German Austrian mix, like a easy, you know, Western European mix. I'm
0: shocked that I have a naive view of Connecticut growing because I grew up over here. And then I lived in New York and my friends that were from Connecticut lived really close to the city. So I have a naive view clearly because I would have assumed, you know, Connecticut's so close to Manhattan, you wouldn't think it would be the narrow-minded, this is me being extremely naive Because I, I bet you, as I'm saying this out loud, people are listening to me like, are you kidding me? It's like the waspiest state. Yes, you'll <laughs> have to just spend
1: like a weekend walking around. I mean, I think it's a little bit better now, but walking around where I'm from, like New Canaan and Westport and all that, you know, those areas. But anyways, long story short is, I swung the other way, P.S. So in college, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm free. And so I started partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. I started you know, eating late night pizza. And then I gained, you know, a decent amount of weight, (laughs) got a lot of acne, was super bloated. And so then by the time I graduated from college, I was like, oh God, I don't know what I want to do. And so I I saved up some money and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I I had this internship in Australia and then I ended up backpacking for three years. It started to be a few weeks, but then I ended up going for- Three years. Yes. And this was the beginning of the whole- everything I've ever
0: created. Okay. So hold on. So you graduated and you were like, I need a minute. I'm going to go backpacking.
1: So I graduated and I was like, mm, I don't know what I want to do yet. Cause I was derailed from the you know whole doctor thing. So then I was interning for this marketing company in DC and then they had an office in Australia and I'd studied abroad there my junior year. Cool. So I went there and I saved money and then I was like, yeah, I'll just travel on the way back. And this is at a point where they had these around the world tickets where you could take 15 stops and go in one direction. What? Yeah. And so I and if you were under 26, you could do these like special tickets. And I ended up doing three loops. So I'll just sum it up because I know you're asking questions that I did. Mostly, I would say 18 months in Asia, seven months. I cam- I camped across Africa, some South America. But the point of this whole thing, Pia, is that I was out of the Western world. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: I wasn't in Europe. I wasn't in Canada, right? So this is where I completely changed my mindset. I looked at health differently. I looked at beauty differently. I looked at wellness. Everything Mm -hmm. just completely shifted. I wasn't, you know, in it. The media, the ideas that were fed all the time. And I just started to feel um, really connected to my body. The country that had the biggest impact on me was India, which Mm -hmm. informs what I talk about now with meditation and and spirituality and also Ayurveda, which had a huge impact on my food philosophy, which was about going beyond numbers and counting Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on digestion. So... You know, I, I was on the road and there was no master plan. People always say, well, how did you, you know, yeah, where did how do
0: you like pay for food? And what made you decide where to go? And where did you meet up with friends along the way? Like what guided you? So it
1: was this really um, intuitive thing. I, you know, I started in the easiest place in the world to travel. I say the easiest place is Thailand. It's yeah. just sort of laid out for travelers. And then I met people, you know, I traveled mm-hmm. with, an Argentinian girl through Southwest China, and then it was like I was a leaf in the wind. I met these Irish people, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to Laos, we're going to Cambodia." And then, um, then I got to Africa, and the first thing I did was climb Mount Kilimanjaro. That was my big expense. It was seven hundred dollars once you were on the ground there. A lot more expensive if you booked it from here. <laughs> and then I met some people, and then I just, you know, I just bought a car for four thousand dollars and camped out of it. And sold it at the end for two thousand dollars.
0: Cool.
1: So I was just going and going and going, and then after that whole experience, again, it was three years. I was. Are your parents school.
0: worried about you at this point, or are they like you're on a so journey? I,
1: so I remember when um, when I was in Vietnam, and I called my or I, you know I emailed my parents, and my mom was like, All right. she's like just just don't go to Africa. <laughs> Because right, she felt like it was a scary place where she would be out of touch with me for a while. And I was like, oh, that's where I'm going next. And I think that's where it was the most scary because I was out out there. Mm-hmm. And there were weeks and weeks where there wasn't like internet, mm-hmm. you know. And I was literally just sort of sleeping <laughs> wherever. I parked the car, you know. I yeah. was It was a very, um, it was a big adventure. And so when I ran out of money, it took about three years and I did it very inexpensively. I think I did the whole trip for like $11,000. No, yeah. No. Which I had saved in Australia. And I'm talking about again, living out of my car, wow. and very third class trains across China and yeah. in India, just very, very, very rough. I moved back to New York city. I moved to New York city because my family Offer was pandemic. <laughs> it was a big transition. It felt Hard to be still, mm. um, in, a, in a sense. But New York was very vibrant. And then I was—I um, got certified right away to teach yoga because, like I said, India had a really big impact. I was learning about yoga and meditation. And then I went back to—I nu- was studying nutrition in a more formal way because I was learning about it on the road. And then I started a free blog, and the only intention of this blog, which back then was KimberlySnyder.net, was to share all this incredible information about how I was able to heal my body and never had to diet. And I learned how to heal my bloating and I was feeling really great. And all I did was tell my yoga students about the blog. And I taught some, you know, popular classes, but it wasn't, I knew nothing about marketing or anything. And it started to spread through New York City. And then my first celebrity found me through the blog. And to this day, I don't own a TV. I don't watch any screens. I'm not a screen person. So I wasn't trying to get into that world, but I got on a film set and then I started working with all these actors and then that was, you know, next six, eight years of my life was working a lot with them and helping them get ready for film roles and living with them for four months doing tours in Europe. And then at the time I started doing national TV shows and Mm -hmm. going on Good Morning America regularly. And then the first book deal came.
0: You have six books,
1: right? I have six books, but here's the funny part. And this kind of sums up the story. My first book, was an idea called Catching the Fire. And it was a travel memoir. And it was a lot of the teachings in this book, this current book, my new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are. And it was, you know, about India and all the things I had been learning. And my first editor, Sarah, this is with Collins, my first publisher, looked at my blog and she's like, oh, this is great. I wrote like four sample chapters. She's like, but people are seem to be liking your food and the recipes. So why don't we do a food book first and then we'll do that book 2nd So the first book was The Beauty Detox Solution, which was to sell like a million copies and grew. And so, of course, they wanted to do a food book second. But then by the third book, I started to come back to, um, it was called Beauty Detox Powers about chakras. It was about energy, this whole, my philosophy, which is really total wellness. And that's really how you feel and look the best. It can't just be about food, which we'll talk about in a moment. And then the fourth book I wrote with Deepak Chopra, which was Ayurveda meditation. Fifth book was more about mind and body. And then the sixth book, which feels like I've come full circle. It's been 10 years, six books. And so this book feels like, wow, this is what I know will help people the most. So the funny part about the story is I never planned to do a food book. I never planned to be seen as a nutritionist. It was one part of the lifestyle. But whenever I worked with my celebrities, whenever I worked with my clients, it was this lifestyle where we would meditate, we would do yoga, and we would process emotions, which really congest your gut. And there was food but it was never
0: just about the food, right? So people from the outside kind of hyper fixated it's on that. It's funny though how your publisher said that because they know like everyone thinks like, oh, I'll just eat this way and everything will be different. We've had a lot of doctors on this podcast and every single one of them talks about the fact that we can get the right medication. We can do the meditation. We can eat the right things, but we all need to manage our stress. And I learned that especially through my PCOS diagnosis because it's a spike in cortisol that is really leading to my extreme hormonal imbalances. That is why if you are listening to this and you trust me, I want you to super trust me when I tell you that super you from Moon Juice has been a gift to me And Day, it is unbelievable. It is a potent multi-adaptogen created with traditional Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine to help manage stress, improve energy, mood, and focus. It has you completely covered with four different adaptogens that work together to help your body tackle whatever is coming your way, like ashwagandha helps reduce irritability and increase calm rhodiola helps reduce the fatigue that comes in after we've been stressed out for a long time shatavari rebalances hormones from prolonged periods of stress that can affect pms skin libido irritability lack of focus and amla also known as the beauty berry helps protect skin from oxidative stress and accelerated aging that we experience when our stress hormones are out of whack just two pills a day keep the stress away dr lakos also like prescribed he was like you cannot go off of this as part of my supplement regime I take them in the morning and can immediately feel a difference I feel more present and zen like I can actually be in each moment and have the space to figure out whatever comes my way rather than freak out super you gives me the clarity and calm to go about my day as a better version of myself I swear I felt it stop before stress starts like literally I'm now able to like even look at Day and be like nope not available for this Your calm is your power and super U helps you find yours To grab your two pills a day head to moonjuice.com slash best and use code best at checkout for 20% off psa This is the biggest discount you will find for moon juice. So take advantage That's moonjuice.com slash best and use code best at checkout for 20% off There are some amazing doctors out there but really The only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network, putting you on the path to see doctors who are right for you. There's no more wasting time and hunting down a random chiropractor who's cash only or the dentist your coworker recommended who is out of your network. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews and see what other real humans have to say about their visit. So when you walk into a doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com and choose a time slot and whether you want to see a doctor in person or do a video visit and just like that, you're booked. Isn't that incredible? I wish there was this (laughs) years ago. Find a doctor that is right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. It's just mind-blowing how incredible this is. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and my family is absolutely one of them. It's how I found my dentist. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. And with ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Pia and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Pia. com slash Pia. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's funny because it really, um, it opposes what your true teachings are, which is like food is one aspect of it, right? But everything else really has to come first. But I do understand from like a selling standpoint.
1: (laughs) You know, what's funny is is in India. So when I went to India, it just blew up in my mind. And it was the first thing the yoga teacher teaches about. One of the first things is diet. Mm. And It's not because we're trying to lose weight. We're not supposed, you know, looking a certain way, but because it's energy. So the way that you eat affects how you meditate. It affects how you feel. It affects your anxiety. It affects if you're depressed or not. So when you eat sattvic foods, which are balanced, you actually feel more peaceful. Mm. So I started to learn about food from this completely different perspective of energy. And so it's written in the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita. It's written in the ancient texts about food, but it's not, like we said, it's not the end-all be-all. It's one component. And then when you work on these other components, and what I teach now is our four cornerstone lifestyle, which is food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth, you create a synergy through your systems, including your endocrine system, your nervous system, all your hormones. You don't do that just from food. You don't do that just from one aspect of lifestyle. You really have to take this more holistic approach. And that's, that's when you get amazing
0: results. I recently I discovered in the last, well, year now, because I found out after I gave birth that I have PCOS. And that's so much of, and I think most of this is just like stress driven, of course. So now I've created, which is obviously a very new thing for me. I've had to create really serious boundaries with like, like any, like even if my, like my husband's an explosive Italian. And so something will trigger him and he'll, he'll get so out of nowhere, just, he'll, and I'll look at him and I'll say, I'm not. Yes. My cortisol <laughs> over this. I have to, like, literally, you're making me sick. <laughs> okay. Yes. You guys, yeah. it's my main goal right now is to balance my hormones and get back on track. I was like, do you want another baby? Do you want me to like...
1: <laughs> I'm like Good
0: for you. I, I love was, it. Like, yeah. And now he's like, oh, I'm making you sick. I was like, you are making me sick? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, but I can, can eat too. as well as possible till the cows come home. But like, it's all the other, you know, it's like really like all the other things that you're saying, especially like, I feel like yes. spirituality is something that nobody ever ever talks about as something that really is like a pillar to happiness. Yes. So
1: let's talk about the cornerstones for a moment. Food, body, which we, food, body, emotional well-being, spiritual growth. So what I always find in my work, and I can say almost 100% of the time, if someone's obsessed about their body or obsessed about food and they're struggling, they have eating disorders, they have orthorexia, they just don't know what to eat. It's almost always because they're not focusing on the other two cornerstones, or these two cornerstones, emotional well-being, slash mental health and spiritual growth, are undernourished. So let's talk about that for a second. Emotional well-being, slash mental health. How do we handle stress? How do we handle our emotions? Otherwise, if we're always in fight or flight, like you said, these fights, the drama and relationships, blood flow and oxygen literally gets pulled out of your GI tract because it, your body you know, has this message, something's wrong. Yes. So it actually takes energy out, which of course shuts down that system. It means you get bloated, you don't absorb nutrients as well. All sorts of IBS, all sorts of things can start to happen, right? So the very physical effect of what we don't see is one of the reasons that people are just hammering their bodies, doing all these workouts, trying to eat a certain way and they're not getting the results. And then spiritual growth, is, which is what I define as interconnection, right? We can say, Many things we can see. It's your intuition, your heart, spirit individualized inside of you. This is the anchor. So we live in the world where everybody's on Instagram and TikTok and you're comparing yourself all the time and you're looking at all these images, you're getting confused. Should I do this? Look at what she's doing. Maybe I should be at this point in my career. Look at that diet that celebrity's following, right? Mm -hmm. It's all out here we're going to feel zero peace Mm -hmm. and zero joy and no happiness in our life unless we have this inner anchor. And this inner anchor stabilizes your body. This is what stabilizes your weight. Mm -hmm. This is what stabilizes your sleep patterns, right? So a lot of people just fixate. They want to take that pill, like the magic thing, right? Or the one magic Mm -hmm. crazy workout or whatever it is, but we're whole beings. And so the formless parts of us really need to be nourished as much, if not more than the physical parts, because the physical is a, it's the last part that gets manifested. Everything's energy. So you start with the energy and what you're seeing in your body, what you're seeing in your life is the is the last thing. It's, it shows up as the last thing. That's so,
0: it's pretty, it's funny how we've lost sight of that, you know, because it is yes. just, if you think about it objectively, like looking at, like we're talking about human beings, as an objective creature and not thinking so much about ourselves, like those things seem obvious, right? Like it's funny, but we're all trying to come up with these like solutions over like this, especially in LA, right? It's like, even the other day I was in my office and some girl walked by that I hadn't seen in a long time in the office and her, she looked amazing. She had this like little dress on and it was super tight. And she walked <laughs> by and all of us were in a meeting and I was like, oh my God. I was like, so-and-so looks so good. And all the girls were like, I know she's been doing this MDR workout every day and blah, 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 blah. And, and I got in the car and I was like, uh, and I started to go like, oh my God, what's that workout? Should we do that workout? And then I was like, Oh, like so-and-so also like has a boyfriend. She's happy. She's like fulfilled in her job. Like she just recently, I was like, all these other things are happening. we like, she was radiating joy. And so it, it wasn't, Oh, I need to go do this workout. It was like, she seemed really settled in herself, you know? Yes.
1: Well, I, I think too, one of the problems in our society is that we fixate so much on numbers. And I talk about this in the book. I've talked about this from the beginning, which is very reductionist. Think about all the ways that we think about numbers. How many calories did I eat? How many carbs? How much sugar? How old am I? How much do I weigh? How many followers do I have, right? It's all like how many likes? It's just numbers, numbers, numbers. And when we reduce things down to numbers, we don't get that full picture of the energy. So when we're talking about foods, and this is how I always worked with clients, I had to do a lot of um, calorie counting detox over the years with many well, people. Sorry,
0: especially with celebrities, right? Because I'm sure- Especially
1: with celebrity. Well, any person, right? Um, but really it was this idea of, there's disconnection when you when you rely on numbers. You just- I do to- have a
0: scale though. I And I will say, I like this, and I would love your opinion on this. I like a scale because I it makes me feel- like, I have some sort of accountability in term, because I, you know, there are times where I will, you know, be like, you know, I'm gonna order some fries at dinner, or, I'm gonna do this, or, and I'm like, you know what, like, sometimes I'm like, these are super joy sparking for me, so this is not like a guilty food. Like, I'm enjoying my time with my husband, we're having, like, you know, we're like sharing a burger and having some fries and a martini, like, it's a love language for us. Yes. But, but I also noticed that if I'm checking in and I don't do it obsessively, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, I can just say, Oh, you know what? Like maybe I'm being a little bit too laissez-faire with how much I'm drinking, or, you know, maybe it's time for me to like reel it in a little bit. Or there are times where like I lost like five pounds a few weeks ago and I wasn't thinking about food and I was working out even less, but I was just having a good time. And yeah. and I had lost five pounds and I was like, that's great. You know, it just it kind of does help me have a little bit stay on track a little bit what are your thoughts on that
1: So I think that's really healthy I'm not saying in my philosophy there's not all or nothing yeah. right so it's, I'm not saying throw out the numbers but I'm saying we need to have some sense of connection to what's really healthy about food you know whole foods lots of fiber you know, so on vitamins, minerals, not just the numbers. So if we we can be aware of the calories, but that shouldn't be the primary reason we choose a food. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone that can just check your weight once in a while and you don't check, I mean, I've had clients that weigh themselves, you know, three times a day and it becomes oh god, a sense of their sense of self-worth is swayed by that number, right? No, or social media, anything. If If your sense of happiness is going up and down by a number, it means that we're putting too much stock into that and we need to shift energy away. We need to connect to a deeper place, mm-hmm. a more broad place, because numbers shouldn't have that sort of power over
0: us. Mm-hmm. But like
1: you said, if it's you, it's helping you guide a little bit, I think that's that's great and that's healthy.
0: Yeah. Because I also, you know, I'm somebody who's like very muscular too. So I don't, and I work, I love to work out. So, you know, I'm very realistic about it, not controlling my life. I've had every disorder possible. So this has been a journey yeah. since I was I got my period when I was 10. I gained weight, a lot of weight, you know, up and down. I mean, I've struggled by, you know, 30 to 50 pounds since, I mean, from 12 to now. So and I gain and it's been extremely impossible for me to get the weight off for my pregnancy, which has been really frustrating. Cause, you know, again, I'm looking at women who gave birth around the same time as me and I shouldn't compare. But I'm like, They're back to their pre-baby bodies, like completely. And I was like, of course, this is my story. I'm all it's gonna be impossible for me to lose weight. This is always how it's been, no matter how many doctors or nutritionists I see. And part of me is like, God, my husband the other day was like, You're just he's like, I think your body's just doing this because you're perpet you're telling your body to do it. You're just perpetuating your own story.
1: One of the most important things when it comes to postpartum or any sort of balance is gut health, right? Which we know is regulated by emotions, what we're eating and our hormones get so out of whack when we're pregnant. And I think that most women after they're pregnant are is focusing on the weight and trying to just get the food down. But there's so much dysbiosis in the gut, which is why you know, we, got, we don't have many supplements at Saluna, my brand, but we have a few. And one of them I've seen work wonders <laughs> Across the board is the detoxy, which is oxygen with magnesium and vitamin C. And that just it's not laxative. It's not habit forming. It just helps to release more because so much accrues when you're pregnant. Your stomach is like up here. Your organs are out of whack. So your body tends to hold more. And then also the SBO probiotics we offer, which are clinically researched and just rely on, or they're based on the, the soil. So how our ancestors used to eat unwashed To carrots and veggies, and they would eat a little bit of soil. That's the type of probiotic that balances your whole system and it survives stomach acid. So I see with pregnant women, you know, having had two babies myself and the post effects, when we work on gut health and really put that focus, and Ayurveda says that too, the postpartum recipes have a lot of cumin, a lot of herbs and spices for digestion. Mm -hmm. Digestion must balance first before the weight comes into balance, before everything else comes into balance. So the microbiome is really important.
0: So we could talk about that. And
1: I could send you some products to try.
0: <laughs> for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers, especially for me and my best friend who were not allowed to take Spanish 3 because we were so behind, which is so embarrassing. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. So if you're like me, and maybe you married someone who speaks a different language, or if you're like me and you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or if you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I've been using it a lot lately because we're going to Italy on Sunday, and I always feel... I always feel so bad that I don't speak the language. And Babbel has been the best tool for me to practice. It's 15 minutes lessons, and it's the perfect way to learn a new language on the go because other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts. They're teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. So with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, game, video games, stories, and even live classes. Plus it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. The podcasts also too, by the way, are so helpful. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Pia. That's babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L slash Pia for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Our next sponsor is a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a baseline of nutrition first thing in the morning every day. I just wanted to wake up and know that I was doing the best by my body. And Athletic Greens is really that because with One Delicious Scoop, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's the perfect way to start your day. This special blend supports your gut health and your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging all of the things. I put three glasses of water and three scoops of AG1 on our counter every morning for my mom, Day, and I. It is lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It's a small micro habit with big benefits. It's just one thing that you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And... It costs less than $3 a day. Athletic Greens also has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash best four. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash best four to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, in terms of um, before we get into food stuff, like, you know, you're seeing a client, I would say, I don't want to say average about anything, but like an average human, I'm assuming that that comes to you is not meditating, it's probably doing these very crazy, intense workouts, especially if we live in LA, it's probably like a crazy berries moment or something. What are the lifestyle changes that you implement in most of your clients, like in terms of like meditative practices? I know you really encourage walking, which I think is great. I don't think people walk enough. I mean, the thin, I say the thinnest, but like really the thinnest in the time that I was the most regular with my, with going to the bathroom was when I lived in New York and I walked everywhere.
1: Yes. And I will say walking is my exercise now. Mm -hmm. I don't do yoga asanas at this point. Ever When my mom passed away, I just felt like I needed to ground. That's when I started doing a lot of barefoot beach walks. And now I live in the mountains. So I don't have time to do both. You know, I was a busy working mom, but I walk and I do my meditation. But back to your question, when I'm working with clients, number one, I sit down with them and I teach them about the four cornerstones first. And they may or may not fully get it. But what we do is we put in practices that touch on all four cornerstones. So I always teach, we build from the morning up. So the morning practice is the first thing. And then it starts to get more seamless over time. So the morning practice starts with meditation, ideally right when you wake up, even if you sit up in bed, Getting into your breath, getting into your body, helps with food cravings. It helps you discern when you're really hungry. It helps to regulate your nervous system, mm. which makes you less reactive. Which helps with cortisol and all sorts of things, right? So, I have all these free guided meditations as well on our Saluna app, if anyone's interested, that are you know five, seven minutes just to get into your body. And then if you if you know, I always in an ideal sense, we recommend that someone does journaling. For five minutes, just to get some of the thoughts and the stress into paper, what you're grateful for, what you want to let go of, just a little bit of emotional connection, and then the first thing is hot water with lemon. So now we're going into food and body. Notice it's not hot exactly water with first. Lemon to
0: touch- is really a magic thing.
1: Simple. So. Ayurveda teaches that one of the easiest and best ways to promote digestion is hot water. Mm -hmm. So the magic is really the hot water. It helps to release ama, which is toxicity. Now the lemon is the bonus, which has vitamin C. It is enzymes, which support your liver tissue, which is your main detoxifying organ. So we want to put something positive in the body before we go straight to coffee, before we go straight to, you know, whatever else energy drink or something. And then, Then this is where you take two SBO, Saluna probiotics, ideally, right? We want to work on gut health, first thing. So supplements fall in the body category for me. And then as you start to feel hunger, then you would have the glowing green smoothie.
0: I had... An addiction to the glowing green smoothie. <laughs> like when I was, this is going back to when I was single before I met my husband. This is like seven years ago, and my and I lived with a roommate in the Hollywood Hills, and we were both single, and we were like, and she found she was like, oh my god, Kimberly, we have to do everything that she tells us to do, and we're start, and we would make these giant batches. <laughs> Of a <laughs> smoothie. And it would make our kitchen a disaster. And it was like, we it was so hard for us to like have that many vegetables at one time in the refrigerator. Hilarious. And we were like, okay. And then we realized if we make one batch, we could have it for two days. But yes, like, it is so delicious. And I craved it when I was
1: pregnant. Oh, yes. I mean, it's literally liquid magic. And I think about the clients that I've worked with for they still drink it, you know, the Reese Witherspoons and the Carrie Washingtons. There's they still post about it on social mm-hmm. media. And this is because it's nature, right? And so we start to align back to what are we supposed to eat, right? To put the nature back in our body. And it's not a juice. We went through the whole juice craze a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I think juice is 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 complementary, but we're stripping out the fiber, which more like, and more we fiber. Is everything right? It is everything. It reduces inflammation in your body. You know, it works with short chain fatty acids in your gut. It does a million things. It is so important. So when you're having a GGS glowing green smoothie in the morning, you're literally doubling your fiber. And this is so important for women, especially well, everybody. But you don't get all the things we we think about with stress and our digestion getting sort of off and postpartum care, pregnancy, everything, right? Any time of life, we really want this full, which is it's 70% greens, water is the base. And then there's lemon
0: and other fruits. It's very simple. You can mix and match everything. Bananas seem to spike my blood sugar though. Is that, is that but it, in this context, it's like, it doesn't matter, huh?
1: So it again, people's bodies need some regulation over time. Some people have candida. A healthy body should be able to handle healthy food over time. So as you strengthen your gut microbiome, as you introduce a wider variety of foods and your gut actually starts to strengthen like a muscle, you should be able to handle. Again, we're not talking about orange juice. No, we're just a vanilla. Yeah, we're just talking about actual whole foods that have the fiber and have the complete nutritional package. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, this is another rabbit hole we could go down. People tend to focus on the wrong thing they focus so much on protein. The average person gets like 70% too much protein, which is extremely aging, right? Your body has to break that down. It's acids are created. That's one of the reasons I think people age so quickly. So we need to I focus on I fiber. I always, when I'm
0: putting a meal together, I'm always like, oh, I need some sort of protein in this. So that's
1: okay, but it's, it's the ratio, right? You should be having a huge amount of salad and vegetables and the portion size of the animal protein doesn't have to be huge. And even the plant-based protein, because our bodies recycle proteins and vegetables have protein. Everything has protein. Mm-hmm. I have um, one, someone I worked on who also came on my podcast, Anthony Mackey. He's in The Winter Soldier. He's this big, strong dude. He became plant-based and his main source of protein is broccoli and almonds. So that. you can really get a lot of easily metabolized and assimilated protein from plant foods But again, it's just one of the biggest misconceptions. I think we often go by the numbers or what the popular diets are and we get off the right track. Do you eat meat? I personally am plant-based. I've been plant-based for a long time, over 13 years.
0: Is your family too, your husband and your kids? No.
1: So my husband is plant-based for some periods, but he generally is an omnivore. And my kids are plant-based. They've both been plant-based since conception. because yeah, I'm in charge of the kitchen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, when you also, it's an interesting thing and I'm curious at what my daughter will say. Like when you explain to a child where their food comes, like, yes. like you teach them to sing about animals and all their cartoons are about animals and their room is full of stuffed animals and we yes. teach them what the, an- the sounds of the animals are and we hold animals up on this. And then we feed so then when you tell them that we're eating the animals, it's such a yeah, I, I mean I think about it that all the time. I don't know I love animals and I am on my own journey with how what that means for like what I'm consuming. Because I I went I was plant based for a couple of weeks and it wreaked havoc on my body. My body does really well with proteins. And so it's just like a little journey that I have to figure out over time.
1: Yes. And I would say it's the way that you went plant-based perhaps, right? It's oh, like my- the integration and what was in it. Um, one thing, the reason I be first became plant-based was not to lose weight necessarily. It wasn't about the environment. All that came later it wasn't about the animals. It was when I went to India and I learned about being plant-based, which is what all the great yogis teach. Mm-hmm. It's not some of them. Every single one recommends being vegetarian because you're not taking in that energy of decay, mm-hmm. right? In, in a very real sense, when an animal's killed, it starts to decompose and it starts to go down and there's this anger and there's pain, there's some violence associated with it. I always
0: think about the violence, like no matter what it happens. Someone's doing
1: the killing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I teach that to my son. And again, this is just, you know, everyone has to see what's right for their family. But in our family, I teach about, you know, because we have a dog and then we go to Hawaii where we spend a part of the time when there's goats and there's cows. And I see, you know, there's not really that a difference between a cow and a dog, right? And we would never want to eat our dog. So I just think, you know, if people really knew what they were eating and they saw it and they were the ones that had to cut into that cow, most children wouldn't want to eat that.
0: I know I, a couple of years ago, I was like, I should really operate by the philosophy. If like, if I'm comfortable killing the animal, then I should yes. be allowed to eat the animal. And if I, like I've owned chickens, so I was like, I'd kill a chicken. Like I've owned them for years and they're annoying. And I don't mind, like in my head, I was like, I could kill a chicken maybe. And then I was like, no, I couldn't. Like, and I did like a cow. Cows have emotions. They react to music. They love their children. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a journey that I'm on, like, And it's something that I'll figure out over time. And actually, I would really love your opinion on this. And and I think a lot of this has to do with lifestyle too. You know, my husband is from Sicily, and they, you know, if we're speaking about Italy Mediterranean diet, it's obviously like largely different than than Ayurveda or you know, it's in, in some ways it kind of like opposes that lifestyle. But these are very, for the most part, healthy people who live a long time you know, my husband never had, he never got sick. He was never bloated. He never had digestion issues and he ate, you know, he grew up without a lot of money. They could, you know, rarely could afford meat. So it was mostly. Yes. Pasta and all that kind of stuff. So I'm curious as to what your, you know, and, and this is a personal question because we get into this argument all the time here where like last night he made like a giant bowl of pasta for himself. And I was like, it's eight o'clock. Like, I know you're not that hungry and it gives him comfort. It makes him feel good. And I was like, you know, and he's like, we live the longest. And like you guys with all your weird diets and like that. Yes. Oh, and so, I mean, what are your thoughts on, I mean, he eats prosciutto. He eats, you know, he's eating a lot of, he eats a lot of cheese. It's a lot of pasta. It's a lot of oil. What, what are your thoughts on so I'm glad you brought this
1: up. And someone I have quite often on my podcast is Dan Buettner. Well, I don't know if you're aware of who he is. He's a National Geographic fellow who discovered the Blue Zones. Oh, wow. So he is the one that coined the term Blue Zones. And he, he based it out. He, he read some obscure paper about women in Okinawa. And then he started digging in. And so he was never coming from a, a biased perspective of pushing a certain diet. But he started doing all this research. And he did all this you know, was funded by Harvard and National Geographic and all these amazing institutions. And he just started going and studying and studying. And then he found five authentic blue zones around the world, right? So it spans yeah, more than culture. one culture. One, Uruguay. Icaria, Greece, and then one in California, Okinawa, Japan, and um, where's the other one? One in, uh, did I say Greece? And then I think yeah. there's one. I have all the books. Is right there one here. in Italy? Let me see. Hold on one second. I'm going to check. What's the blue zone uh, in California? So, yes. So what's amazing about this. Okay. It's Sardinia.
0: Oh, sorry. I knew. Okay,
1: okay. And then Loma Linda, California. This is what's amazing about the blue zones. Okay. when we're saying blue zones. It means the longest living people, the healthiest people, the people that have the, the least amount of degenerative diseases. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the people that also are joyful and living in an amazing lives, every single one of them all around the world, they are, Uh, at least 90% plant-based. And one of them, Uh Loma Linda, is 100%. And one of them is 95%. And the reason is this, they will eat some meat at weddings or special events. They're mostly peasants. They cannot afford meat. They are eating the local foods and they have carbs at every meal, to your husband's point. They're eating sourdough bread. In Okinawa, they're eating these yams. They're eating rice. It's, it's not the carbs that are going to kill you, right? Based
0: on this actual yeah.
1: Blue Zones research. <laughs> so Dan Buettner now teaches the Blue Zones diet to millions of people in Texas, in Miami, where he lives. And he creates the diets to be 100% plant-based, right? Wow. Because he says, well, if pe- people, it's 90% is hard for people. So if you give them that window, they may just start eating all the bacon and all the things. So it's not that they're fully plant-based. They'll eat a little bit, which means- three, four times a month, they'll eat a little bit of meat, Mm -hmm. but 90% is plant-based. And this is, this is not some study, right? And this is where I get, you know, I've been on panels with the paleo people and you can distort studies and you can see who's funding what, uh, but this is human
0: cultures. Nothing makes me crazier than people referencing like, especially when I was pregnant, people would be like, well, the studies say that children should co-sleep or this or that. And I was like, okay, what reference are, what's, yeah, what's, you, yeah. you can manipulate information to be anything you want it to be. And you're right. Who's backing that? What's the context? So this is, so this is yeah. I encourage everyone to also, I'll, I'll link this book in the, in the description too
1: yes uh, yeah, i yeah encourage you to just to, to really go down the rabbit hole of what he's what he found in his research which is people say to me oh my body does better with some meat and the truth is most people's microbiomes are completely screwed up and meat creates major dysbiosis in your gut. And I see this with my clients. There is a huge adjustment period that needs to happen where we introduce fiber. You need to drink a lot more water to metabolize that fiber. You need to take probiotics. You need to cut sugar for a while. There's many things. But again, these blue zones are all around the world and they're eating 90% plant-based. There is no actual reality to to the idea that someone's body does better on a high meat diet. We're omnivores. So some people may feel better eating some meat, but not, you know, some of these diets you see like the carnivore (laughs) diet and things that are eating like
0: raw liver and a thousand eggs.
1: Yes. And so also the carbs, you know, when we eat whole carbs, bananas, we talked about the sweet potatoes, the yams, we should be able to eat natural foods in our diet, you know, and I eat a ton of rice, Um, when I was in my dieting days long ago, I tried everything. I even tried paleo, right? And I just got so constipated and my skin looked worse. Mm. I, I did lose some weight for a while, but it was so unnatural. And then when I started letting myself have carbs again, but in this balanced way, I mean, the weight just came off the weight I am today, and I've never so I'm scared had of a car. Oh,
0: no, sweetheart, right. we, I'm need, like, we need to integrate you Because it just, it like, it can, like, I, I like see, like, a like I looked at my mom the other day and I was like, I would love a veggie sandwich. And I, that also just seems like the scariest thing in the world to me to have a sandwich. Oh, sweetheart, I know, yeah, yeah well, like, we, no, you no, know, we, thinking about it because I'm so scared, you know, I'm so, I'm just so scared of food all the time.
1: Well, it's like we we eat a salad before we put some fiber in, you take some digestive enzymes, you start with some gluten-free bread or sourdough bread, you start with an open faced sandwich and you just start to see, oh, I don't have to be scared. When you see that you're not gaining weight, Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, eating a lot of fiber and that's a natural portion control, you can start to come back. I've detoxed a lot of people from carb fear and they're always shocked to be like, wow, my skin looks better. I'm actually losing weight on the carbs." Because what happens when you eat so much protein and low carb is it affects your liver and your kidneys. It affects, again, your microbiome. Your body tends to hold more. And so it becomes like harder and harder. So there's this flow, again, in the lifestyle, the flow, like I said, and what I talk about in the new book, just being more in tune with your intuition in your body. The teachings about, you know, we want to meditate in the morning and at night, at night. We want to connect back in. You want to, and then there's a whole, couple chapters on vitality which is an important aspect of wellness. This is the light inside of you. It's what's called Tejas, fire. So you people have more of a glow when there's more light, right? So there's more light, there's more potentiality in your cells when you're in this balance and you're not in restriction mode. Yeah. So there's a lot I have to say about that topic, but it's not really space for right, wrong. Like I can never have this again. And I think that's what's really dangerous about a lot of these lifestyle that people
0: are pushing is that it's people are scared of carbs. Mm-hmm. We we're
1: meant to eat carbs. We were meant to eat all the macronutrients.
0: I know. I'm like, there's no yeah, I know. And everyone can manipulate information to push their agenda. That's what human beings do best. But yeah, like I I would love to be able to like have some rice. Like, <laughs> like yeah. something. I mean, I <laughs> I eat a lot of vegetables, like a lot of vegetables. Like I, you know, every Thursday I take my daughter to the farmers market. We eat a lot of berries, we eat a lot of vegetables. I'm like a heavy veggie gal for sure. But I do eat eggs, you know, and I eat meat and I eat goat cheese if I get it from the from the farmers market and you know, I'm always like is this good, you know? And then and then I go to like, you know, I'm going to France to see one of my best friends in 2 weeks and like I'm like, wait, all she does is eat and she's vegetarian. But like, you know, I'm just like, God, like what's the right thing to do?
1: (laughs) I would just say, you know, try to lighten your diet a little bit. You know, if you eat eggs and and all that food, maybe just eat it later in the day. You know, maybe you eat it once a day at dinner, which is what a lot of my clients do. So they're, they're plant-based for breakfast and lunch. You know, you can have hummus, you can have a big salad, you can have all sorts of, you can have beans, you can have lentil soup and a salad, and then you would have veggies and your animal protein at dinner. But having it two times a day, three times a day is heavy. It it's is. heavy. Right.
0: Yes. What, like, yeah, so that's essentially just to give our wonderful listeners a little bit of tips that they can take home. Besides the fact that like, you have so much information on your Instagram. I even saw, what did you post like yesterday or today? It was like, Was it like the three foods or four foods that are cheap and available? Yes, simple foods. Simple was like apples. What was it? Let me see if I can remember. It was apples, lemons. That's romaine lettuce. That's how much. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you (laughs) lettuce, because you were like, look how green this is. Think about the photosynthesis. Look at all the chlorophyll in these leaves.
1: Well, again, you know, I think it's when we get excited, we connect to nature, we become naturally beautiful, naturally healthy. When we get caught up in our mind and all the numbers and the fixations, our energy constricts. Like I said, we don't we we literally have more inflammation in our body with more stress. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we learn a natural lifestyle. So, again, my tips are, you know, and, and I talk about this in a more expansive way in the new book. You are more than you think you are, which, in my opinion, of my six books, is the most helpful. It's the most practical oh, about vitality, okay. about um, interconnection. So, which is going to help open up your body. Mm-hmm. So, again, we want to ha- we want to create some sort of really um, rhythmic, easy morning routine that touches on the cornerstones. And I recommend meditation at the core SBO probiotics. Mm-hmm. Check out our Saluna ones, <laughs> the glowing green smoothie, and hot water with lemon. So we're touching all of it, right? And same thing in the evening. A lot of people just kind of dribble into like their phones are with them till the end of the day, the blue light stimulating them. So I always say we need a break to the end of the day so we can digest so we can feel better in our bodies. For me, that break is a hot shower, warm shower. Mm. So I say after this, I'm not going to do any more work. This sort of, I'm you know just sort of letting go of the day. And then I always recommend a warm elixir in the evening. Again, back to the principle of, of releasing ama, toxicity, um, stoking agni, digestive fire. So something like you know, ginger, all these different, I mean, a million recipes on my site, different elixirs. And I find that's really great at the end of the day, and then meditation. Um, and then other practical tips I recommend if you're having the glowing green smoothie first in the morning with all the fiber, it's going to keep you from being hungry for a little bit. And so it's an element of intermittent fasting in a sense, in a very balanced sense, because mm-hmm. you are putting fiber, but you're not starving yourself. And so you're keeping your body from having to metabolize really, really heavy food first thing. If you're eating eggs Cheese first thing in the morning, it just sits there like a brick, actually taking energy instead of giving you energy. So, I would say if you do, if you are someone that likes to eat heavier foods, like I was just saying to you, Pia, put them later. You know what I mean? Just eat them later. You can eat eggs like the French people do at dinner sometimes Mm -hmm. with lots of veggies and just try to be lighter, especially now we're going to summer. Be lighter at lunch, you know, just salads, soups, you know, grilled veggies. Hummus. I mean, there's a lot of things you can have that are very nutrient dense and not so heavy in the middle of the day. Think about how in Spain and Italy, people eat a huge lunch and then they have to take a siesta. Yeah. (laughs) They're digesting. They're exhausted. (laughs) We can't do that here. Most of us can't do that in America. We have to work in the afternoon.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I know I remember going to Spain when I was in college and I was staying with my girlfriend who lives there and her I'll never forget it. Like her boyfriend came home from work in his like full suit with and tie and like lay down and took a nap and then like went back to work and I was like, Why? Like I would never want to go back to work. Like, <laughs> like this is insane. But anyway, yeah. it's the same thing. It's like this two hour, you know, all of our factories are there. For the, like when We go there. It's like, I get so frustrated because we get there and I'm like, okay, let's work. Let's get so much done during this day. And it's like, we wanna, well, we got to have a coffee break now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming you don't ingest any caffeine.
1: So I will have a little bit, like I'm a big green tea drinker and I go on periods where I don't. And then we've been spending time in Hawaii and we're starting a cacao farm. And so we actually did a tour of this coffee farm. And so I, I, sometimes I'll have coffee. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but yeah, I'm not a big caffeine drinker in general. Yeah, I think. I'll have a little bit. Again, it's not all or nothing. Like I I enjoy an almond milk or oat milk latte sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I mean, literally, I'm like, you know what? In my head, I'm like, great. I have my routine. I'm going to make sure it's very hard. And the more, even I have a, I don't know. I call her my spiritual advisor, but I have a friend who's very tapped in, and I've been talking to her for years and we had a session a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I'm really happy. You know, like I think that's always, and, and my functional medicine doctor too, he's always like, I'm checking in with your levels of joy. Like, you know, how are you doing joy wise? Nothing else will work unless you're, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I, I I'm like shower myself in gratitude all day long. Yes. I love, like, I love my life. I'm so thankful. I really stay there. I try not to get anxious about, bad things happening, you know, really. But I was like, something's a little off. And I was like, I know what you're going to tell me. And she she has, I mean, this sounds woo-woo, but you know, she has like her angel. So she speaks to, And she's like, they're telling me that you are waking up and looking at your phone. Mm. And, and I was like, yeah. I wake up and I look at daily mail. Do you know what trash daily oh. mail is? Do you know what like bottom of the barrel trash No, no, yeah, Exactly. That's just, it's taking your energy. Happens. There are like horrible yeah. things they say about people. Like, I don't even think it's like a good, like it bums me out that like how horrible they are and I'm giving them the views. And I, And I just scan that first thing in the morning and she was telling me, she was like, 11 is a sacred number. Wake up and you have 11 minutes to do, to write, to do anything else.
1: Meditate. Yeah,
0: do something else. And set your alarm for 11 minutes and give yourself 11 minutes for you to Your days will be different.
1: It's true, Pia. Like, especially in the morning, we've come from this altered state of consciousness known as sleep. Mm-hmm. And so it's like every day is New Year's in a sense. So we have every day to sculpt our energy and to flow in a different way. And if we're just in the trash, in the gossip. (laughs) It doesn't feel good. It's not our true nature. Our true nature is love and gratitude. And so when we align to that, you get up in the morning, you just do a little gratitude practice, or you do a meditation, your body is going to be in a very different state, Mm -hmm. literally down to each cell in your body. There's research out of the HeartMath Institute that proves this, like the frequency of the heart when there's more coherence, it changes, your, changes the syncopation with your mind. I mean, everything just feels more aligned and you'll feel more peaceful and more creative mm. and more inspired and less reactive. Great. So it's powerful.
0: I think we're all too reactive. Thank you so much. I feel like we need to have you on again and like deep dive into, like break it up into different topics because there's, you are- Yes, I would love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. uh, It was so nice to meet you in real life. Thank you so much, love. Take care. You too. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at PiaBerangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.